Welcome back. In today's episode, we'll have a special guest interview covering holistic wellness and natural living. And the episode starts in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. I'm Diana. And I'm Naomi. And this is Girls Just Want to Thrive. It's a lifestyle podcast where we talk to women who are thriving not only in their careers, but in life. We'll discuss current and relevant topics in beauty, wellness, dating and relationships, and self-care. We would love for you to join our new community for uplifting women from all walks of life. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be the first to hear new episodes every week. Hey, everybody. Today's guest is holistic wellness coach, Cassie Anglin. Cassie, welcome to our podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, we always like to start off our guest interview episodes by having you tell us a little bit more about yourself. So give us a little bit of details on your background, like where you're from, your schooling or training and what led you to what you're doing now. Yeah, of course. So um, like you guys said, I'm Cassie Anglin and I'm located in Boise, Idaho. I started out actually as an esthetician. I was working with women one-on-one, helping them feel more confident, um, doing lash extensions, things like that. And by having these conversations with these women, I was noticing a lot of people were having a hard time like making change in their life or they were really unconfident or they just had a lot of problems in their life that they were kind of masking with beauty services. As mm. It kind of sounds a little bit harsh, but <laughs> they were going to get their lashes done to make themselves feel better, but they weren't doing anything else. And I started noticing myself getting super frustrated almost because I felt like, I could help, but they were paying me for the lashes. They weren't paying me for my advice. Right. (laughs) So I was like, I've always been super interested in health. It's just something that's come really naturally to me. Um, As a kid, my mom was always all about exercise and food and stuff like that. So it's something that I've always been a side interest in my life. And then I just, along my own personal journey, like aside from my career, I just started getting super interested in more natural wellness, how to take care of my body in a natural way with maybe less doctor interference or less medications or things like that and started my own health and wellness journey. And by merging the two of those things together, I found um, a school called IIN. It's the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and I'm currently getting certified through that to have my official certification to be an integrative health coach. All of that combined has made it so that I just really want to help women change their lives through their behaviors, through their nutrition, through all of these different outlets, and not just going to a beauty service to feel better. I want to empower women to change their lives because they can make those choices to do that on the inside. Yes, I love that so much. So what is holistic wellness? Like, I have no idea what the definition would be. So can you explain it a little further for our listeners who don't know about it? Yeah, of course. So I like everyone kind of has their own definition. I like to define it as a wellness that involves all different areas of health. So it's not just going to be food and exercise and the things that you think about when it comes to health. It's going to involve self-care, 
um, how your home life is, how your relationships are, how your career is, your relationship to all these different aspects of your life is what's going to be the holistic, the whole entire picture of your health and not just food and exercise. Right. So why should we choose to follow a more holistic wellness path versus the more so traditional path? Um, I've seen a lot of different podcasts and doctors and articles and things like that who work in things like functional medicine. And they do a lot of talking about how when it comes to life changes, like trying to lose weight or trying to cure a disease or anything like that, it always starts more with the habits and how you feel about yourself more than it is like what you're putting on your plate or what you're doing for workouts every day. Mm. So if you're focusing on, if you're unfulfilled in your career, for example, and you hate your job every day, you're probably going to be more likely to come home, binge on foods that you hate, you know, make poor choices, things like that. As opposed to if you're fulfilled, you know, in your home relationships, in your career, things like that. If you focus on what I like to call primary food, the stuff that you don't put in your mouth, but is outside of you, then all of that can help you impact the secondary food, the food that you're actually eating and make a little bit better choices because you're reacting not emotionally to the things that you're doing. That's a really good way of pointing it out and easy way for us to kind of put two and two together because I know every single one of us have had a rough day and we come home and binge eat ice cream, cookies, you name it, wine, maybe. (laughs) Yes. So what would you recommend someone, how would they like get into holistic wellness? Like what would be the first step? Um, I always like to recommend, I'm a huge proponent of self-care and not in the way that you are. I mean, if it works for you, bubble baths and things like that are great, but sometimes it's really even the deep stuff, the emotional healing that you need to do, getting in the right relationships or out of the wrong relationships, taking care of yourself so that you as a person feel good and whole and fulfilled. And then you can start working on other aspects of your life. But I really think that self-care is a really big core pillar of holistic wellness, because if you're not taking care of you, you can't expect everyone else in the world to take care of you. And so it just is a, a lot better way to approach how you take on the world and how you're living your life so you can be a little bit more happy and fulfilled. Mm. What did you personally find to be the most difficult when changing to a more holistic lifestyle? Or what have you seen your clients having the biggest challenge with? I'm a mom and I work with a lot of other moms or have other mother followers. And I think a lot of the times as a parent, it's really easy to put your kids first, put your family first, the house, the cleaning, the chores, all of those things. And it can be exhausting and draining. And I see a lot of women putting their all into outside of them. And so then when it comes to themselves, they have nothing left. And Mm. I know my own life as a people pleaser growing up like that, it's been really easy for me to worry about how my husband is feeling or how my mom feels about something. But once I was able to finally recognize how I feel about this is what matters, whether it's a decision, whether it's a life change, anything like that, that that was what was going to make me feel a lot better. But that's a hard hurdle to get over because I think a lot of us grow up to worry about other people more than ourselves, especially as women. Yes. It's a bit challenging to try to put yourself first sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Now you offer different services. What are those different services you offer to your clients? So I mostly just do coaching in general, but I offer different options. So, and I always like to have it be 
a longer process because when we make change in our life, it's going to take longer than just one, two, three sessions. You know, when we're trying to implement habit changes or lifestyle changes, we come across all different kinds of hurdles and, you know, holidays and all kinds of different things that will get in our way. And so I always like the minimum I like to see my clients is three months. So a three month program is the minimum that I start with. And I like to do six months because in six months time, that's from here until past Christmas or into the new year, that gives us so much time to run into, you know, holiday treats or, you know, all the, all these different things, yes. in our town, meeting family, all kinds of stuff happens in that period of time. So in my coaching, I like to give the different options for what people need, but a longer time frame, like three to six months so that we can really make those habit changes and not just give advice one time that sounds good. And then it goes out the other year <laughs> as they yeah. keep going. Yeah. I mean, us Americans, we love the quick fix, but this is definitely something you have to put forth the time and the energy to actually see the output. Absolutely. So typically, what are your clients looking to achieve through your services? Like what what is the, the most requested thing? I think I get a lot of, I want more energy because a lot of people are tired. Mm. People just wanting to feel better or more fulfilled. And then a lot of weight loss. I, I feel like that's kind of a In the health and wellness field, the area that most people want a lot of help on, most people want to change the way their body looks or their relationship to their body. And so I would say those are the top three areas. But what's funny about wellness coaching or coaching in general, but specifically holistic, is you come for, I want to lose 20 pounds. But what you get out of that is realizing so many different things about your life that you didn't even realize. So not only are you changing your eating habits, but maybe you're also changing your mindset about something or shifting the way that you speak to yourself or catching yourself in negative thoughts. There's so many more things that you get outside of just the change that you come for. And that's what I really love about coaching. So you listed out those three different areas that your clients are most commonly coming there for. Do you think you could give a little insight as to what you do with the clients to kind of achieve those goals? So you mentioned like If someone's coming there for weight loss, you're not necessarily directly focusing on weight loss, but you're focusing on some outside factors that are in their life. Right. So I'll just piggyback off of the weight loss aspect. A lot of the times when people are having an issue with losing weight or getting to a body that they like, it has a lot to do with their emotional status at that time in their life. So again, to kind of repeat myself, if they really don't like their job, or if they're really unhappy with a boyfriend that they have at the time or anything like that, that's tanking their confidence, that is going to be more of what we focus on building the confidence for them to make the proper changes in their life, and then adding the food in. So I'm not a counselor, obviously, and I if there's anything more serious, I have to send them to professionals, of course. But a lot of time people when they have those kinds of issues just want to be heard. You can't really go to your work and say, I hate this place. And I mean, you can gossip with your coworkers, but it's hard to express when you're having a hard time. And a coach gives you that safe space to come totally vent and explain what's on your mind. And then we can look at all those pieces and say, okay, what can we do to fix that? And so just breaking down maybe any scenario or emotional situation that's going on in somebody's life is a really huge, important first step when I'm meeting with a client. So what does coaching look like? Is it via video chat, like since we're in COVID still, or is it more of a phone call? And do you give them resources to look at? 
I do. So I do like to do it online just like this because I like to have the option to reach more people. If I did it locally, I feel like I could only reach the people in my community. So I like having the ability to talk to people from all over the U.S. or all over the world even that would need help with what I have to offer. Um, and then if there are resources or things that I would need them to see, we just communicate via email, sending things back and forth, things like that. I do have some people that prefer phone calls because they don't want face-to-face or they would rather do even a FaceTime, just personal preference. But yeah, it always is a digital experience. Okay. Yeah, that's and nice. You get to have a little bit of that connection, seeing each other's faces. I think it makes a huge difference. Some people don't like it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think it makes even a huge difference doing a podcast like this, just seeing each other's faces versus talking to my computer screen. Yeah. So a little bit less lonely. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you do blog posts on your website. Can you tell us the different topics you cover and what you find is the most you know, trendy topic you've done or that you find people get traffic more towards? Yeah. So I've always loved to write. So I like to include that into what I've done. I actually, it's so funny that you brought that up. I haven't written a blog post in a couple months just because of the craziness of COVID. And I was just thinking this morning, I need to start doing it again. So you bringing it up must be another, (laughs) another (laughs) get on it. Um, but I have always based my business on total transparency. I I think that my journey is a journey that a lot of people might share. And so by sharing my own experiences or the things that I've learned through my own walk, that can help other people relate to me a little bit better or relate to my experience. So I like to base a lot of my blog posts on that. And those are actually the ones that I get the most response from. For example, I've always dealt with having a hard time with my body image growing up. And even as an adult, I think... Sometimes as women, it's just what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so being able to express that and put that out into the world and not be ashamed and say that this is okay and this is a struggle, that has resonated with a lot of people. So I do like to do the informational type things where I can teach something, but I also like to say like, hey, I might be an expert in this field, but I also know what it's like to walk the walk. I'm not just trying to tell you what to do and not really know how to do it myself. Very true. It's nice to have someone that has gone through the process. And like you said, is not just talking out their butts. Right. <laughs> you didn't really say that, but that was my, uh, that was my impression my, of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what types of resources do you recommend that our listeners look into for help with natural lifestyle changes and self-care and positivity? Um, So I think especially right now with like the COVID situation and so many people being online right now, a really easy way is to find Facebook pages or Instagram profiles of people that are promoting or educating on these topics. Because then every day when you're scrolling your feed because you're bored again, because you're stuck at home, (laughs) you are constantly being filled up with like, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, that's a good meal idea. Oh, that's a good affirmation for me to use, whatever the case might be, you know, sprinkled into your feed. I really like to recommend that because the more we're surrounded with things that are going to encourage that positive life change, the easier it's going to be. If you're surrounded with, you know, constant negativity or family that's not supporting you or things like that, you're less likely to make any changes. So even someone who's not coaching, that's a simple tip to go out of your way to follow the pages that make you feel good and lift you up. And then you can educate yourself and I think that there's a lot of 
information online right now about how to be healthy. It's taking the time to research it if you didn't want to dive into coaching. But social media is a huge, huge blessing, I think, in that area right now. And it can be used in a really positive way. Is there a specific like account on Instagram or a podcast maybe that you think would help with educating more on health wellness? Yeah, so there's a couple people that I really like to listen to and follow. Most of the Instagram pages have podcasts that go along with them. So I'll just kind of name the people on Instagram. So the first ones that come to my mind are functional medicine doctors. So a lot of the things they will post will be a little bit sciencey or maybe over your head. But the more you start to follow them, you really start to understand the concept of what they're doing. So Dr. Mark Hyman is one of the first ones. His last name is spelled H-Y-M-A-N. And he just posts a lot about how the food we eat impacts our mood or just literally anything from that holistic perspective he will touch on and he has a really great podcast that you can learn a lot from and that's where I've learned a lot of things from as well let's see Dr. Mark Cole I believe is his name is another functional medicine doctor Um, there's another lady called or named Dr. Jess MD is her Instagram and she does a lot to do with specific diseases and things like that, but still touches on the idea of this is how we can change our health and our lives through other things than food. And so I think just being able to see that from um, a lot of other people is sometimes really fun to learn about. Yeah, definitely. Well, you sound very passionate on this. So what does a typical day look like for you being a holistic wellness coach and And what do you do to kind of balance out your professional career with your personal career? Because like you said, you're a mom. So I'm very interested to see how you balance this out. Yeah. So I I always like to start my day with something that makes me feel good. And so for me, that's always meditation and journaling. And then if I have time, a quick workout, I get really sleepy in the evenings. So I'm not an evening workout person. Um, So I try and fit that all in my mornings. But when the days that I can manage to wake up and do that, before my son wakes up or before I start my day, that's when I feel my best. And so making time for my own self-care, I just feel like I really have to practice what I preach. (laughs) And that's something that's really, really important to me. So I always start my day like that. And then of course, being a mom, getting things ready, stuff like that. And then I'll see clients in the afternoons. And then in the evenings, we really focus in our family on making healthy dinners and doing things like that together, going for walks doing things that would be considered maybe a little bit more self-care, but as a family unit and making sure that we're moving our bodies, that we're feeling really good. That's kind of a typical day for me, but it is a lot of balancing kid and (laughs) clients and things like that. But I'm used to it now. (laughs) Yeah, I notice a common trend amongst our our interview guests is a lot of meditation and a lot of journaling. And that's kind of their outlet to either decompress from a long work day or to get their mind set for the long work day. Yeah, it's huge. I only started meditating, I would say maybe even a year ago. And it's crazy the improvement that it's made in just my ability to stay calm or not be so reactive and have a good mindset and a little more positivity in my day. It's, I would recommend meditation to anybody. Yes, I agree. So what are like three top tips you think our listeners should take away from this episode? Okay, number one, I would say self care, find your form of self care, 
that works for you and find a time in the day to do it that works best for you. And so it doesn't have to be the same for everyone. Like I said, some people it is bubble baths and reading a book and some people it's, you know, going for a walk, just whatever it looks like to do something for you that makes you feel good and makes you feel your best. Like you can show up your best. It's vital that we do something of that sort every single day because that's what's going to be in a good spiral effect, a good ripple effect into becoming the person that we want to be and making better choices throughout our day. So that would be my first one. Um, And the second one would be don't hesitate to educate yourself on something that is new. I talked a lot about these doctors and holistic wellness and maybe these things that people haven't heard of before. And I'm a firm believer that if, if you're listening to this you're probably hearing it for a reason. It's coming into your life for a reason. I'm a little bit woo like that. (laughs) But So like if it's something that you're coming across, it's something that's worth researching or maybe worth educating yourself on that could be a benefit to your life. So don't be afraid to, you know, ask questions or follow new people or reach out to people that would help you because this isn't just about, you know, weight loss and eating perfect. And it really is a whole lifestyle change and it can benefit everybody. So don't be afraid to educate yourself on holistic wellness. And then the third thing I would say is, oh man, I feel like we've talked about so much. I can't remember. (laughs) Um, You can leave it at two if that that makes it any better. Because a third thing isn't coming to my mind. So we'll just Okay. (laughs) The third thing is just to do number one and number two. Exactly. (laughs) Now, what does self-care look like for you specifically, other than maybe spending time with your family? Like, what are the things that you do by yourself that's for you? Yes. So um, like I said, meditation, journaling, huge for me. Going for walks is another really big one that helps me clear my head. Another really big one that I think a lot of people don't think of as maybe self-care is spending time in nature or being outside. So whether it's like sitting in a park or going camping or visiting national parks or things like that where you're outside in nature, it's actually really proven to boost your mood. They've done studies and stuff on this. And so for me, I've noticed a difference too. The more time that I can spend outside in nature by myself, just connecting, you know, with taking deep breaths and things like that with fresh air, it really makes a huge difference for me. Um, I also really like to make time for things like that might seem not necessary, like massages or acupuncture, things like that, because although they can be you know, that's not free. It's not one of the free self-care things you can do. It's something that a lot of people think of as it's just a treat. Like I should only get a massage to treat myself, but it really is a good way to relax your body, slow down your nervous system and really kind of reground yourself. So that's another one that I like to do. Um, I feel like I have a lot of different ones, but those are kind of my (laughs) ones for my own personal life. Great. No, that's a good point that the massages and acupuncture, it it forces you to slow down because you can't go anywhere. You have to lay down. You have to be quiet. (laughs) You have to kind of shut off. Exactly. So where can we tell our listeners to find more about you and your holistic wellness coaching opportunities? Yeah, so you can follow me on my Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. It's at I am Cassie Anglin. Um, and that'll have links to all the different things. I have a link right now to a free meditation that's guided. It's just a five-minute meditation. So for somebody who might be a newbie, they can listen to a guided one, and that might be a little bit easier. And that's also where you'll find my website and things like that. But I'm definitely the most active on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook, but 
it's always just kind of the same, <laughs> the same stuff over there. So Instagram is the way to go. Awesome. I do have to say, I'm very envious of your pink hair on your Instagram. <laughs> you <laughs> rock it like nobody I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. I, I missed it already. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just got to bring it back soon. I will. I definitely will. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. We really enjoyed having you. And we learned a lot of information about holistic wellness and, you know, how it's not all about diet. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm glad that I'm able to spread this information and share it with everyone because it's so important. And I'm so passionate about it. So thank you again. No problem. Thank you, Cassie. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share our podcast. Everything will be linked in the show notes below. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Peace.